Hello and welcome to Disney Films with Hetty and Sanjay. I'm Sanjay Arif and yeah. I'm here with Hetty Austin. And we're doing our Disney podcast where we watch a Disney film a week and then talk about it afterwards. Normally, a film that is very close to my heart as I was brought up watching lots of Disney movies and quite often a film that Hetty has never seen. No. Awesome. Never seen, never wanted to see. Or seen. Deprived. Or seen once and forgotten. Seen once and forgotten. I was doing lots of things when I was yeah, a kid. You, I couldn't be concentrating. You had an active, fulfilling childhood. I was just put in front of the TV. It was good. I, I just didn't have the concentration span for a movie. Today, we're going to watch Oliver and Company, which some of you may, may even be going, What? I'm so excited about this. It's a relatively unknown Disney movie. It came out in 1988, one year before The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid is known as the first film in the Disney Renaissance, 10 years of awesome films. But Oliver and Company was actually the first one. After Oliver and Company, it, it did really well in the box office. That's when they decided, the animation studios, they were, they were like, right, we're going to do one a year. And that's yeah. what kicked it off. But its place in Disney history is largely forgotten because they never put it on VHS. That was its whole downfall. Is they, oh, Yeah, really? they never released Oliver and Company. Uh, well, not never. They didn't release Oliver and Company on VHS until 1996, eight years later. Yeah. So it just, it just largely, it just hasn't been seen in the same sort of numbers as other Disney movies had been. So you, you go and see the movie at cinema and the kids love it and they're like, I want to see it again. And they go, they go and buy it on, on tape, video tape. Yeah. Or they go to your uncle's shop. shop. And that's the other thing. The reason I think I love Oliver and Company so much is because I did have a pirate copy. So I was able to watch it from like 1998 onwards because I had a copy of it. Wow. So you you told me Oliver and Company and I went, what? What I nodded, but I'd never heard of it. And then we just done that little behind the scenes making of extra on Disney+. Plus. And there's a character in it, a poodle called Georgette, that I remember distinctly because she's got the same name she as me. She does have the same name as you. And it was, I had never had anything with my name as a kid. There was no characters named Georgette or Hetty growing up. And I remember being really excited, even though she, from what I remember, she was a bit of a, she was, she was a bit of a character. She's, yeah, she's very selfish. But I was convinced it was Aristocats. So you may you may well have seen this in nineteen ninety. I was absolutely convinced it was Aristocats because I know I had Aristocats on VHS. It did have quite a good re-release. Like it, it made a lot of money when it was re-released, but, but I guess it would have only captured people who were old enough to have seen it in the cinema and still young enough eight years later to want to watch it again. Just going to be quite a small group of people that you know yeah. it would appeal to. From from the trailer we've just seen, it looks quite 80s. It's very 80s, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. The soundtrack is super 80s. So if for anyone that doesn't know, Oliver and Company is Oliver Twist with dogs. And that is how it was pitched in the meeting. <laughs> they just walked into the they, they the animation studios. They were like, I've got a pitch for you. It's Oliver Twist with dogs. And they went, yeah, that's the one we want. <laughs> one, of the, one of the pitches it was up against was Treasure Island in Space. Uh, and that wasn't made for twenty plus years because they did they did do Treasure Island, 
an animated one, and it's in space, and it's very good, and we will watch it as part of the podcast, but it's another, I'd say, quite unknown one. But yeah, that's how they pitched it, Oliver Twist with Dogs. I have to admit, I did not figure out it was the story of Oliver Twist for a very, very long time. An embarrassingly long time. Yeah. Well, when you said to me, it's based on Oliver Twist, I went, what? Because <laughs> Oliver Twist is quite a harrowing tale. Well, that's another thing. Originally, the storyboards for it were very dark. Because well, I was doing when I looked into it earlier, it came out at the same time as the Land Before Dinosaurs. They released it on exactly the same day yeah. as Land Before Time. And Land Before Land, Land Before <laughs> the Dinosaur one. Yeah, the Dino one. Directed by, the one that directed looks by like Steven Disney, but it's not Stilber, Disney. Stilber, yeah. yeah. So that uh, that one in the box office that was uh, and um, yeah, it was number one, and Oliver and Company was number four. Yeah. But over the year. Oliver and Company grossed more, and it was the first animated film to gross over a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it was a great, it was a big success. So it was a big success for Disney, yeah. And it had like an all-star cast. So at the time, there were big eighty stars, like uh, Bette Midler is in it, and Billy Joel, and uh, what's his name, Cheech, Cheech and Chuck, Cheech Martin, I think his name, or Cheech Marin, I can't remember what his name is. But they're all at the time they were big stars. Like now you're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know how true this is, but Andrew was telling me that um, this was one of the first animated films where they really put a lot of emphasis into getting celebrities to voice. Yeah, yeah, they did. Rather than voice actors, they did, and that kind of sent the precedent for for the future for going yeah. forward. Yeah, that's what they did. They 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 contacted pop stars or actors that could sing. It's also the first, not first musical because they have tons of musicals before, but it's the it's like a return to musicals and uh, Oliver Company I, I think it's got a great soundtrack we'll see what you think it is very 80s but I love that I love that <laughs> so much I'm very excited yeah you're really I can tell I'm really excited I think it's one of the most excited I've seen to watch one oh, I don't know because I feel like it's like my little secret like I know how good it is and I want to share it with people oh no what if I don't like it oh sounds... if you don't I, I'm alright I've had that I'm trying to think what ones have you watched that you didn't like and I love I don't think we've had any yet. Like, it's got all the heart of 101 Dalmatians, but it's just more entertaining. It's like always entertaining. There's always a song going on, or there's always something cute, or there's always something funny, and, and I like it. And if we watch it... Apparently there's a yeah, there's a hidden Pongo in it, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there may well be. Yeah, yeah, because there's, yeah. there's, there's a similar bit, you know, like the, the Midnight Howl, Twilight Bark. Yeah. I could, yeah. Why do I call it? The, well, it's set in my mind that is the Midnight Owl. Maybe it was called something else in the in the um, live action, but some of the Lady and the Trump characters are in it as uh, well. Yeah, yeah. I, that's it's like little Easter eggs for them to keep having old characters. That's why I feel Georgette might be in something else. It's what I'm. I'm convinced it was Aristocats. Yeah, well, I, but in Aristocats, it's two um, Siamese cats that are the. Sort of bad cats, aren't they? I don't, I don't think there is a. I don't think there is a. Yeah, I distinctly remember it being. Oh my god, there's a character with my name, but oh, she's, she's a little bit nasty. But, but that's another. That was. That's another thing is a lot of people would have may have seen this once, so they saw it in the yes. cinema and then it, they never saw it on video, or when it was re-released, they had it rental and only saw it once at the rental because people aren't going to buy a video of something they haven't even seen in the cinema. 
That is true. Yeah, well, I mean, we take it for granted. Yeah. Our so if you're thinking unlimited access now, don't you? If you're we? thinking a five or six year old, say, say you're born in 1990, and then this movie comes out straight to VHS in 96, your parents, you're not going to ask your parents to buy it. It's not going to be your favourite movie. No. You never saw it in the cinema. So they're only going to rent it at best, uh, which is, I think, a reason it didn't have the fanatical su- success of the others. Mm. And it doesn't have a princess in it as well, which uh, Little Mermaid really set off the precedent. Yeah, but I would have liked that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I think you're gonna like this one, Eddie. Okay. I won't. There's no pressure though. I won't be disappointed if you don't like it. I'll find it quite funny. I mean, it'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be very funny if you don't like this. Uh, but it's got all the all the elements. Uh, but then so did Hundred Ones Dalmatians had all the elements. Yeah, and it was just a bit, had all the just a bit boring. Just a bit dull, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So is there anything? So you did not know anything about this, mate. Even less. I didn't. Than some of the other. Ones. But I now there's I know there's a poodle called Georgette in it, and that's. So I reckon I I am I reckon I'm seeing this, and I'm conflating it with um Aristocats because I always thought is there a ginger cat in Aristocats? Yeah. Do you know what? I am gonna quickly Google it. When when we move over to see if Georgette does appear in Aristocats. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure she doesn't. But it's a very similar feel. There's a very similar feel to this movie and Aristocats. Just sort of like the musical element. So something they did in Aristocats almost by mistake is everything in the movie is from a really low angle. Like the animals are, you're at the animals level. And they did that in this as well. So they went and took pictures of New York like holding their cameras close to the ground so that they would be able to, the animators would be able to see what the dogs would see and that and that's yeah. why they drew it and it's got that same sort of the world for an animal I did learn a fact about the VHS copy of Oliver and Company so the opening credits feature the Twin Towers quite heavily oh. and a thing since 2001 and I didn't know this but a lot of films have gone back and they've edited the towers really? out and it was a big thing for Disney that, that, that you know, they was expected to do that, but Disney said no because by that point the VHS was already in circulation yeah, 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 by that point too it. much anyway, so people had already seen it. But also they felt that uh, it actually made it look like the Twin Towers look good, and it was good to remember that yeah. time. And actually, one of the good things about Oliver and Company is that in the sort of Renaissance period after it was really picked up, that they're really glad that they kept that kept yeah. that in. And lots of lots of people like that. Yeah, that is good. Whereas, Fun fact. It is. I didn't know that. One of the opening songs. I think it's the second song. I love it. And I've always wanted to sing it. But I've never known what the words are. So I've always just m- mumbled yeah. onto it. And I looked up the words last week when we said uh, that we were going to watch this. And I don't understand what half of them mean. Like now. <laughs> so <laughs> you might have to explain it to me. <laughs> After okay. the movie. So the second song. Like it's loads of it's loads of like French sayings in the song. Oh god, that makes me think of um Dalboy from Only Falls. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. That's what the that's what who Dodger is. He's like an American Dalboy who's a dog. <laughs> and Rodney's a Mexican Chihuahua. Okay, well I'm, now I'm looking forward to watching this film. <laughs> Should we watch it? Yeah. 
if you're listening along to the podcast now who knows there might be someone out there and you fancy watching oliver and company with us or pretend to watch it with us why not give the podcast a little pause now and then what we'll do is we'll watch the film and then you can listen back to our comments and see if you agree with us afterwards who knows you might agree with us you might not we'll find out I, I hope this brings Oliver and company to the seven people who listen to this podcast. Like, maybe they have not seen it before, and then they see this podcast, and they're like, oh, I always listen to that podcast, and then they listen to it, and they're like, Oliver and company, that sounds good, I'm going to watch it. And then they watch it, and they love it. I hope that's what happens. Shall I read this? Synopsis. Yeah. Oliver, <laughs> a feisty young cat, explores New York in this animated classic featuring unforgettable songs performed by Billy Joel, Huey Lewis and Bette Midler. Joined by hilarious characters, Oliver knows he's found lifelong friends and a real home. Contains tobacco depictions. I, I like that. I think that's a nice little synopsis of it. That is perfect, yeah. yeah. What constitutes a classic, though? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Cause... Surely isn't popularity involved if something is a classic? Has to be yeah. wide. Has to be widely agreed on that. That's a classic. I don't yeah. know if this one. I don't know if this falls into their realms. I think it should be. So okay. let's watch the movie. And now, <laughs> so Hetty, what did you think of Oliver and Company? I think, what the hell was what we just watched? <laughs> what the hell was that? I, I'm actually speechless at that. I can't even put into words how weird that was. It's very weird, but it's like oh my god! It's dog's it was talking. like a, it was a perfectly good story, and then all of a sudden, a tiny child gets kidnapped, and then it just goes off but it's the like, rails. But that's in that's in uh, Oliver Twist, isn't it? Where yeah, I know, I know. But then in Oliver Twist, there's not a car that turns into a train. <laughs> quite far-fetched isn't it <laughs> the way he just at the end psychs the villain goes mad and he just like he smashes his own car window rather than just winds it down yeah. <laughs> like he snaps his own like gear gear shift gear stick yeah i mean i would say that's the most horrific villain death the smut getting yeah. smashed by a train fiery ball of fire but yeah that was that was bizarre it it escalates so quickly goes from like 0 to 60 a second I didn't dislike it I just <laughs> it's quite full on for a very short movie it's only an hour and 16 minutes so yeah. it, is, it is very very short I feel like if they fleshed out some of the songs because there there's some of the there's, there's six songs in it some of them are only like 30 seconds long if they fleshed them out it'd be yeah. a bigger feature and you would have thought, considering that they had the musical talent available. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think they know. just, they really didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things I noticed in it that are, that have become tropes. Like, yes. Like they did the, the Disney princess uh, song, Georgette the dog is singing. Yes. Before that even existed. She was fantastic. She's good. As, she's super sassy. Yeah. And she's not evil, she's just like, she's a bit selfish. She's an anti-heroine, isn't she? Yes, she's anti. Good. And we now, you now think that you maybe um, were actually named after her. Well, it came out in 1988 and I was born in 1990. Named Georgette. Adds up, doesn't it? 
think my mum went to see Oliver and Company. Yeah. Like mum and dad had a date. She like don't, and I could see your mum thinking she was really glamorous. Mum's always told me she named me after a blouse. There was this Georgette material blouse that she bought and then took back. Which is kind of what she did with my name. <laughs> what is Georgette material? Gave it's it's like a silky silky material. Oh. She gave me a name that no I've never used in my life and it's not caused on, me nothing but pain. Only on email. And I have to explain it so much to people. Every time I type Hetty, when I send you an email I type Hetty in to the address, it always goes, Did you mean Georgette? I <laughs> No, I mean Hetty, damn it! <laughs> yeah, I like Georgette. Yeah, she's good. Well, it's quite a full-on movie. Shall we try and uh, go <laughs> yeah. through the? Let's, let's try and bring some structure to this. Let's try and uh, let's try and break it up. <laughs> let's try and decipher it. <laughs> let's try and unpick what that was. Actually, have your kids watched this one? I think they might have seen it once. Mm. But, but uh, that's another thing. It would have. It was difficult to get hold of, so I couldn't mm. find it anywhere on DVD. Not not like in a shop or anything. Yeah. It, it's it was hard to download as well because no one was sharing it, and it's only now that Disney Plus has come out. But we'll I'll watch it with them, see what they think. Yeah, I'd be interested to think what they think because I thought some of it was pretty harrowing. The cat being left alone. No, who is that psycho that leaves one kitten? in the boxes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not take two kittens? Yeah, yeah. That is that. Yeah. So again, watching that as a kid, that was so like emotionally jarring. To see that cat left alone in the rain and nearly washed down the drain, and so I loved Oliver from the first second. Yeah, and uh, it set the movie up for me to really enjoy it. They have seen it. My kids have seen it because you know that. So when he's really wet, after mm. Dodger sprays him with a fire hydrant mm. at the beginning, and then he walks over the hot air and he puffs up yep. that big ball. They laughed for about ten minutes at that. <laughs> uh, and I laughed for 20 minutes because it is funny. <laughs> He's got such a good grumpy face. So yeah, yeah, they have seen it. But let's go Let's go through this structurally. So if we're going to talk about the songs, thinking about giving the songs in this a mark out of 10, where are you coming from? Because they're already, the songs disappointed me a bit. They weren't. Yeah, any... there was nothing, there was nothing outstanding apart from Georgette's song, which I thought was pretty good. That's a real set. Georgette's song is br- is brilliant. I really yeah. like Dodger's song at the beginning, where he's singing, "Why should I worry? Why should I care?" And it's like this big epic through the New York. Yeah. I like that. It's very eighties, though, I wasn't quite, it? It is super eighties, but that's why I like it. And I like um, the theme that runs through the whole movie. Something about being together forever, isn't it? And that runs through the whole movie. I like that. I wouldn't say it'd be a soundtrack that I would listen to again. Oh no, because it's only be five minutes long. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel it's a waste, isn't it? All that talent. Yeah, all that talent. And but, then when uh, when Dodger did start singing that bit in the fire hydrant, I'm like, oh, this is really good, and then and then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it stopped. Yeah. But I like, so it opens with Once Upon a Time in New York City, which I think is a really good song, but it's really short. And it's it's over the bit where Oliver is in the box and has rainwater falling on him and everything. And then it has Dodger's song, which I really like, but I don't understand any of the words in it. What does savoir faire mean? 
Savoir faire. Savoir faire. Keeps on saying I've got savoir faire. I'm going to teach you savoir faire. I, I assume it's. On it. I assume it's something like being street smart, like savvy. He kept saying it, and I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Uh, so it's a French noun phrase that means being adaptable and adroit, knowing what to do in any situation. Well, why do they keep saying it in New York? <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know Yeah, it's why. not a well-known phrase, is it? No, I don't think so. Unless it was something from the 80s that didn't... If you know, you know, if you're listening and you used it all the time in the 80s, please get in touch. Maybe we should bring it back. I don't like it. It's that far fair. <laughs> Hard to say. It's a bit like laissez-faire, isn't it? But I know what that means. What does that mean? Laissez-faire is a bit like laid back or like what will, what will be will be. That's yeah. very yeah. I've got a very laissez-faire attitude about stuff. Oh, I like that. That's me all over, yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is you. I wonder why everyone keeps saying laissez-faire to me. Like, I, and now I know. Let <laughs> me try and think of the three... Uh, so I can think of three songs, and then there's one really short one where they're like singing, "Hey kids, stick with us, and you'll be all right." And then there's one when the little girl is on piano, so it's five. Yeah, but does that count? Yeah, I suppose it yeah, does, yeah, so yeah. That's sort of, they're they're all really short. Do you know what more. I felt? I felt it was very um, every every song was like a music video. I felt it was very MTV. Yeah, well, yeah, there was. Yeah. explosion of the MTV generation. That's what it is. Uh, I'm not saying that was good. Go on, give it your score. If you're going to give it a score out of 10 for music, for songs, music, what are you going to do, Hetty? I mean, I respect the theme of it. They stuck to it. Hey, this is your score. I'm not going to quibble. I'm going to give it a six. Because that's pretty. That's higher than I was expecting you to give it. Yeah. To be honest. Because I think it was on a par with Wreck-It Ralph, really, for me. In that it was what they had was good, but they could have done more. Yeah, they could have done more with it. I am going to give it because I have been singing it all day. I've just been singing without knowing the words. <laughs> I, I don't even know the names of the streets in New York. So at the beginning, he's singing and he's going, One minute I'm in Central Park, and then I'm down on something street. I don't know the names. <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> just make up names for roads in New York. And then I might yeah. What would you say I gave it six, what would you give it for? I I would I would say it's a seven, but for me personally, I'd bump it up to an eight. Because I've just been singing it all the time. And I sing it all the time. And even I must not have watched this for probably five years and I... I just singing. Yeah. I just get the edge. It yeah. made it made me feel like I was listening to eighties night on radio too. Yeah, but I like I like eighties music. Yeah. I like it. If I'm not listening to Disney on Alexa, I'm listening to eighties. What's the next is it what's the is the next one morals? Animation. Oh animation. It's pretty basic. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. I feel I thought it looked like a, a TV cartoon. Yes, yeah, it seemed like an episode of something, didn't it? And yeah. It felt like it, it was really because it's so short. There was some fuzziness to it, wasn't there? And yeah, and... not super clean lines. When they use the computer-generated stuff, like the car, yeah, and the stairs, you could really, ta- yeah. really tell. That was good. They did look good, yeah, but you could tell it was different. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was just fine. Like, I might just put it on a five. 
So I'm just fitting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was like just, it, nothing. Well, yeah, the bit where she came down the stairs was a particularly yeah. good bit. Morals. So, if we were going to move on to the morals in the movie and score it from a moral point of view, <laughs> out of ten, what would you give it, Hetty? I mean, what was the moral? <laughs> What was the moral? Uh, it's something about n- not abandoning your friends. Yeah, looking out for each other. That's it, look out for each other. Teamwork makes the dream work. Don't kidnap little girls. Yeah, don't rescue people that don't want to be rescued. And don't steal kittens. Don't steal. Actually, it doesn't really have a don't steal message at all. It, well, it's. <laughs> Glorifying. Glorifies it, doesn't it? <laughs> Proper glorifies death. Yeah, for lovable. I felt like I know. I know it is. I know that is Oliver, based on the Oliver Twist. But there was no, I don't know. There was no like finished article for Fagin, was there? It wasn't like he suddenly. Be- I know he was like a good person at heart, he was but it was good wasn't... to start with. Looks after the doggies, the good doggos. And then at the end, he's gambling, so you feel like he hasn't really oh, learned yeah. anything. Yeah, they just put that in for a joke, didn't they? But yeah. It, but it completely undermines any character development. Yeah, there's nothing. If he doesn't do uh, So again, I think they just got it a little bit wrong. They were just like, let's just do something entertaining. And I know there was a lot of compromise. They started off storyboarding, basically the straight story of Oliver Twist. And they kept watering it down to make it less morbid. Maybe chucked a few couple more bits in, like electrocuting the dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't care what the dog is. You can't... You can't kill a dog. You can't kill a dog and they, like, screeched, didn't they? All dogs do go to heaven, though, so it'll be fine. But so, for yeah, from a moral point of view, I don't think... It's, it's a part, the only strong one is about friendship and sort of almost family, finding a new family, but... Yeah. He ditches them. He does for a better life, doesn't he? He's going, oh, I've got a better life yeah. now. He never once thinks, I wonder how they are. He just goes, I don't want you to take me away from my awesome Cocoa Pops and <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I figured out, I think yeah. it's Oliver. Oliver would have turned out like Georgette. That's... Yeah, he would have, like, proper pampered yeah. cat. Mm. I wonder if he still will. Uh, although I think it's the parents that made... Georgia, how she is, not the little girl or the butler. Winston? Winston? I love how she barked. Winston? Yes. Winston! Winston! That's fine. So, moral wise, I think it's another five, really. They, they... I'm, I'm going to go four, mate. You go four. I think. Because they kill dogs. I don't blame you for going four. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see something more clever with the, with the Doberman dogs, like. They weren't evil. They were under Sykes's influence. Yeah. Uh, and they got electrocuted and they become nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Tito gets electrocuted like three or four times in the movie. Yeah, and I'm sad that that didn't kill him. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he's annoying, but he's in it for literally three minutes. So uh, he's, he's not. He's no Olaf. Okay, so morals, moral-wise, you're giving it a four. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a You're five. You're giving it a five. Just, I'm just indifferent to it. Not nothing great in there, nothing bad in there. Move on to story. If we had to mark it on story wise, I mean, how far is it from 
Oliver Twist in. I don't know Oliver Twist all of that well. I just think there was a better story using the basis of Oliver Twist than that. Yeah, I think they they must have had a lot of back and forth in the in the storyboard room and been like, oh, we can't do that, we can't do this, and it and it end up with a little bit of a muddled hodgepodge, with most of it being very quite bland. It's quite bland movie. Yeah. Yeah. We have to give this a score out of 10 for story. What are you thinking? I think it's just going to be a straight 5. You think 5. I'm going to give it a 4 because I think they messed it up a bit. Like they had us they had a book there very famous story that neither of us know. What's what's next? The nostalgia. Uh, length. Length of the movie. I couldn't have done with much longer. Really good length. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have couldn't have watched much more of that. No. I mean, I enjoyed what no. I saw, but that's because it was quick. Yeah, it was kind of like taking a plaster off really quickly. What would you feel if it had? Well, you didn't like the music that much. I I would have enjoyed it with longer musical numbers. But in my head, they're they're good. Like I remember them well. Whereas if they were longer, I, I think I'm, I'm I might have struggled with them. Don't know if music would have saved it. I didn't. It know. was still like it was a good length, but I still felt it could have been done in half an hour. Yeah, yeah, probably. I didn't. Ha- I, I still. I don't have any. I don't have any huge problems with the movie. I just think it was a little bit... They tried to do something and they missed the mark a bit, but they learned from it for future movies where, you know, they wouldn't know. It's better... If you if you saw... If you didn't like this, you're not going to like um, Sword in the Stone or The Black Cauldron or... Because they just have such huge plot point problems. It's like... It's like they didn't animate the movie in one go. They just wrote mm. different scenes and then just mashed them all together. And they're entertaining, and it's just, especially for children, they will sit down and just watch it and not care about the the story all the way through. They just they understand what the characters' motivations are. Like you but know, that, yeah. you know, Sykes is bad. The Dobermans are bad. Arthur Dodger is good. Oliver is good, for example. And it's just. It's just entertaining. I found there was nothing on screen that was like, well, that's boring. Or there was no dead time in this movie, I felt. Yeah, there was, apart from Tito slightly, there was no, there was no faffing. Yeah, and he, he, he didn't have any big scenes. It wasn't like, right, this is Tito's bit. It was like, he's trying to hotwire a car. That's like a minute. He, he is even walking up the stairs at the end to talk to Georgette it's like 30 seconds he runs out takes off that sailor uniform she's got him in runs off like he's there's no prolonged like big Olaf scene or like big Mm. Tito song or something it's weird because I've I've always loved dogs but I've never liked chihuahuas and I'm wondering where they've got it from that I don't think anyone likes chihuahuas I don't think people who even people who own chihuahuas like chihuahuas um, so I think for length I'd probably give it yeah, maybe a seven. I think a seven is like fine, isn't it? It's just yeah. But I'm gonna give it a six because okay. I think it should be longer. I think the songs should be feature songs. I would like to see that. I'd be happy with that. So I I I could do with it being a little bit 
it's a bit longer, but I don't want any. Fair enough. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want any more dialogue or any more story points or anything. It was. It was as fine as it was. Just the songs, yeah. yeah it's just the songs. I like them. Why should I worry? So I think this is going to score quite highly. But how do you feel for nostalgia out of ten? My nostalgia is very high. Yeah. Very high on this. I was a little bit disappointed because I think <laughs> going into it, I was like, "This is really good." I'm watching it. I was like, "Ah, it's yeah." It's, this is your hundred one Dalmatians, not, isn't it? It's not good movie, is it? But I like it a lot. I'd be very confident in showing certain other movies to people and being like, "This is fantastic." If you don't like it, you're wrong. Uh, like <laughs> it's yeah. your fault. Whereas if someone doesn't like this, I'm like, "Yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea." Yeah, it's not. After watching it. Um, but nostalgia-wise, it is high for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it an eight. I think. It, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, it would get higher if it was better. Like, no, yeah, but nostalgia isn't always a bad thing. Oh is no, it? no, like, you know, no, no. Like I was, we learnt with Cinderella. I would still week. recommend everyone watch this because it's like, yeah, just as a historic, like, oh wow, this is the start of like a mm. new age in Disney, and and you can see elements of what they went on to develop, like like the musical numbers. Those musical numbers weren't in anything else. Like, I think for me, so I had never heard of it, but I'd obviously seen it before. So the character yeah. of Georgette, I instantly remembered, and I remembered all of that scene. It's crazy, um, isn't it? Yeah, I remember it. I remember Georgette. Yeah. And Poodle. But I don't think I don't I can't have watched it to the end because I didn't. I, she was just a, she was just a bit of a nasty character. Yeah. Maybe it was like but a I rental. I thought she was Aristocats. Maybe it was like a rental or something. Yeah, and it, it may be one of those ones that I had on and I was doing other stuff. I was going to say you were probably not paying attention, and then when you heard yeah, Georgette, you I were like, out. "Oh!" and like came back to reality. Yeah. Watch that. Bit. Maybe that's why my mum rented it. I don't know. Yeah, you're named after this. I'm going to ask her. Uh, so for me, I think I would still give it a nostalgia of seven because I still remember that. <laughs> Even your though it's just my name is something. <laughs> that's good. Hello. It was that was the closest I got to being represented in Disney. It was a pampered dog. So that's a that's a high nostalgia score. I'm happy. Okay. Is it humor? Humor. humor? Now I, uh. I, I know I know you didn't like it. I made a lot of hetty noises. Like, yeah, you did a lot. When Oliver puffs up like a big furball every time he pulls a grumpy face. Every, yeah. every time the the big grey Doberman. Ah, uh, not Doberman. Great Dane. Every time the Great yeah. Dane is really proud of himself, but he's like, look what I got. And he's just got a broken racket. I laughed. So I, I like it. I find it hu- I find it humorous. I liked liked it when the little one was singing Hey Ho. Oh, yeah. Hi Ho. I liked the Mickey watch. I liked the fact that the pictures on Georgette's desk were Scooby-Doo. Pretty much it. Yeah, I, 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 I could tell. I could, I could see. <laughs> I could see your face. But no, I didn't laugh. Uh, I did. Four. I laughed a lot. Four. <laughs> I'm going to give it. I love the characters. And I find everything they do uh, makes me smile. I give it an eight. Yeah? Yeah. I really like it. Like okay. It. And what would you give it overall out of ten? For me personally, because it's my secret movie that no one's seen. Yeah. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I'm going to go for a 5. I'm happy that we found one that I love and you're indifferent about. I thought this would happen for practically every movie, by the way. (laughs) 
Oh, my, my. <laughs> and it's taken us like, what, how many, how many have we watched now? Ten? Do you have anything further to say about Oliver and Company? No, but I would like people to watch it. Yeah, do you understand why I love it? Or you yeah. can't see it? Yeah, it's just 80s, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone loves the 80s. I like every dog. I like Tito. I found him funny as a kid. But if people listening have thoughts, let us know. Yeah. Are we wrong? Are you one of the special club of people that has a fond uh, place in your heart for Oliver and Company? You watched it as a, a child. Are you one of the cool kids like me? If you have any strong opinions about Oliver and Company, please get in touch. Like the Facebook page. If you like the podcast, give us a like, tell your friends, share it. I believe you can rate and review. If you give oh. us a rating five star, that will really help us because that looks good. I think that's it for Oliver and Company. Yeah, that's I'm gonna done. Stop. <laughs>